We're up to Daf Chaf Aleph Amid Aleph. We're finishing up the last sugya, which was Zed Nana Vizele Chaser. So there's a discussion if if I squat on your property and you're I don't I, I it's I I'm avoiding paying rent, so I'm Nana, but you weren't going to charge rent for this anyway. This is an extra property that there was a guest house. You were never going to charge for rent anyway. So it's a shaila. Do you have to pay Zen and Zen? So we've been going back and forth the last Ahmed and a half about different opinions. So the Gemara says like this: Shalach Rei Rav Abba Bar Zavda Mori Bar Mar. Rav Zavda asked Rav Mori Bar Mar. Boy Menei Rav He said, "Please ask Rav Huna the following question." Do you have to pay in such a situation? Please ask Rav Huna if Zen and Zel Chaser is Chayiv or Pater. Okay. So, while this was going on, by the time he got there, Rav Huna had already passed away, so he couldn't ask him anymore. But his son said, I remember my father said in the name of Rav the following, You do not have to pay. You don't have to pay. Okay. But he said a second line. If you rent a house from Reuven, you have to pay Shimon. What does that mean? If I rent a house from Reuven, I have to pay Shimon. I should pay, pay Reuven. Well, what's, what's, what does this mean? So the says, Shimon, my evidence. Why would I have to pay Shimon? Who, who, I, I rent a house from Reuven, I have to pay Shimon. Why would I have to pay Shimon? So the says, the case is hachi kamer. Nim shimon If I'm renting from Reuven, and then I find out it doesn't actually belong to Reuven. It's actually Shimon's property. Reuven claimed it was his property, but it turns out it's Shimon's property. you got to pay Shimon. Okay. I mean, I, I'm renting it from Reuven, and then I find out it was actually never Reuven's. It was actually Shimon's. So you have to pay the rent to Shimon. It's a Dover Pashat. Here's the problem. Not only is it Dover Pashat, it's a contradiction. You just told me Zen Nen of Ezele Chaser's Potter, which means that if I'm renting someone's house without his knowledge, I don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Now, second case, I'm renting it from Shimon, obviously without his knowledge, because I didn't even know that he existed. I thought it was Reuven's property. So I shouldn't have to pay anybody because Zen Nen of Zele Chaser. The Gemara says, Tarti, how could these two uh, rulings coexist? So now you have to start paying Shimon. It's a simple, it's a very, very simple ruling. So the question is, why isn't it, how, isn't it Zenana Vizel Echaser? The answer is no. It's a very obvious answer, and that is not if Shimon was charging rent, meaning Zenana Vizel Echaser only applies if you squat on a property the guy didn't want to make money off. So that's Zenana Vizel Echaser. This case, Shimon would have liked to rent it out. He didn't know that someone else, I mean, this was one of Shimon's rentals. He didn't realize that Ruvain was pretending to be the owner and taking money for it. So it's not Zenana Vizele Chaser, it's Zenana Vizele The case of Zenana Vizele Chaser is he's staying in someone's house where he doesn't plan on renting it out anyway. This was the case. The guy wanted to rent it out. He didn't know. He lives overseas. And he didn't realize that Ruvain was pretending to be him and taking the money for the rent. So it's not Zenana Vizele Chaser, it's Zenana Vizele It's a very, very obvious uh, case. The Gemara says a similar thing, it's Marnami, a similar back and forth. Amar of Chiebar Avin, Amar Av, Amar of Chiebar Avin, Amar of Huna, Hadar Bechatsa Chaver Shalemitaitoi. If you stay in someone's property without his knowledge, Enoit Sarach Lalis Lishar, you don't have to pay because Zen Nena Vize Loi Chaser. Vasoicher Bayis Mibnei Ha'ir, Maila Schar Labailov. But he also said, if you rent a house from, some, from the townspeople, you have to pay rent to the owner. Wait a minute, I'm, I'm renting a house from Shimon, I have to pay Reuven. Why? The Gemara says, well, I don't understand. 
If I'm paying, I'm renting the house from the townspeople, why do I have to pay other people? Well, what's going on? The answer is the same thing. What it means is, if you're renting from the townspeople, then you find out they're not the real owners, you've got to pay the real owners. So the question is, Tarti, isn't this a contradiction? The answer is no. I have to check it up. I, I, even if it's Zen and of Zelich which by the way, not always the case, not always is that the case, but there's also a... Um, uh, a yashris element also that you have to take into account. So someone asked me yesterday, someone asked me yesterday, it was a question from their son, I don't remember, it was a phone, I don't know whoever it is. Someone asked me that basically someone's like uh, pencil case fell to the floor in school and he didn't want to pick it up, can he put his feet on it as a footstool? So so it's actually interesting. So it's like a shtickle, zenan of doesn't. But I said it's not right. I said no, you shouldn't put your foot feet up on someone else's property. It's going to make the kid feel not good, so you shouldn't do that. You so you have to... Yeah, as I said, as I said, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. But again, tech, from a technical zen, I was like, you have to know, but it's also, it's also, you know, making the kid feel bad is also uh, important. Now, the Gemara says like this, we've had a discussion till now of I am squatting in your property, do I have to pay? The whole premise is I'm benefiting and you're not losing. The Gemara actually says you actually benefit because for two reasons, as the Gemara is going to explain, a property that's uninhabited is actually not good for two reasons. First of all, Shadim would live there and attack and destroy the place. So by me living there, I'm actually helping you because I'm avoiding Shadim. And also secondly, on a practical level, if someone's in the house, forget about Shadim, you'll notice mold, you'll notice there's a gas leak. Someone in the house, it's, a, it's like when you go away for, for like a month, you ask people, hey, can you stop by the property, make sure that the water doesn't, pipes don't burst, so th- there's two reasons why it's actually it's zenana it's zenana of zenana it's actually not lechaser it's it, the, the, the homeowner is actually happy conceptually obviously assuming that he doesn't damage more than he does but the concept of someone staying in your property is actually not a bad thing it avoids shadim and on a practical note it creates it that the, if there's a gas leak if the pipe bursts someone's there to, to notice that. That's, that's also a significant... So that should be that another reason why I don't have to pay, in addition to the Shaila of Zen and of Zalichasa. There's another Gemara that said that uh, the more people in the house is more of a bracha. Correct. So maybe that's part of it. It avoids shadim. It also, you know, that's the part of it. So the Gemara says like this, if you stay in someone's property, that is knowledge. You don't have to pay. Not because more than this. The pasuk is a pasuk in Yeshaya. The shia yukashar. Shia means empty, desolation. Yukashar causes more destruction. Meaning, having an empty house when no one's in will cause it to become dilapidated further. Why? Because it's shadim. So therefore, by you staying there, you're avoiding the shadim. Marbaravashi said, I once saw one of these shadim, and they're hammering the wall like, a, like an ox, banging, uh, banging against the, 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 with its horns. So by you staying in the house, you're actually avoiding shadim. So that's another reason. Similarly, Rabbi Yosef, Yosef. Rabbi Yosef said, I agree with that, but not because of shadim, but Yosef. an inhabited house remains inhabited, meaning... You're there, you'll notice there's a gas leak, you'll notice the fire alarm is not working, you'll notice the, the pipes aren't bursting. It's partially a good thing. Forget about shade, it's, just, it's a good thing for to have people in the house. So the Gemara says, what's the difference between these two views? They're both basically saying the same thing. Someone in the house is good for the homeowner. What's the difference whether it's shade or whether it's practical? So the Gemara says, The case is, what if the guy doesn't live there? But he keeps all his stuff there. He keeps his storage there. He keeps his wood there. And he goes in every once in a while to taste stuff out. If the pshad is shadim, shadim are not going to be there. 
if there's storage being kept there. You go in every once in a while. That's all enough. Shadim will attack the classic, you know, the you know what like uh, like the spooky houses that the neighbors have where it's like boarded up. Mom, that's where they'll go. If you have a house that's used for storage, they're not going to attack there. So therefore, mitzat shadim, there's no purpose of you being there because you're not helping the shadim because there's no shadim anyway. But if Rav Yosef is right that the reason is to practically make sure that the gas isn't a problem and you know there's no animals, so that even if it's being used for storage, is someone not there twenty four seven? Being some, someone there on a regular basis will help. So if that's the cheshbon, then you're still helping and you should not have to pay. That would be the difference between these two views. The Gemara continues. There was a person who built a mansion on a... It was like an empty field that was owned by orphans. They owned this open, they owned, they owned this open lot, and a guy built a mansion on top of it. So the Gemara looks at it as Zednan of Zelechosa. They weren't using it. It was an empty lot that the orphans weren't using. See, the reason why nowadays it's so, like, crazy to us is because we don't really have like lots of land that you'll never use. By us, if, if even if I'm not using it now, I, I, I'm going to use it in the future. Back then, they used to own just acres, posh it, and it was like a middle, you could mamish have someone upstate that owns 20 acres, and a guy takes a small plot of land in the middle of the acres, in the middle of a forest, and he puts up a little shack. You can see it's mamish zen, and it's helpful, it avoids animals, you know, like, like we said. So the Gemara says, this guy built a mansion on top of this dilapidated area of orphans. So, Agvir Rav Nachman confiscated the mansion as payment. The guy didn't want to pay, so Rav Nachman actually confiscated the mansion away. So you see that Rav Nachman made him pay for the land. Why isn't this Zenana Vizelo Chaser? It's seemingly Zenana Vizelo Chaser, and Rav Nachman made them pay. So you see, Zenana Vizelo Chaser is Chayev. So the Gemara says, So we could deduce from this that Rav Nachman holds Zenana Vizelo Chaser is Chayev. The Gemara says, no. The case was, it's, it wasn't Zenana Vizali Chaser. The case was that the orphans were actually getting paid a small rental fee. I don't know, the Gemara says, Originally, there were people from the, they were called the Karmoi people. There were certain uh, villagers, whatever, maybe Bedouins, where they would actually stay every once in a while on this land and they would pay a small amount of rental fee. By this guy building his mansion, it's not Zenana Vizali Chaser, it's Zenana Vizali because now I can't, I can't rent out that land. So that's why he made him pay. It wasn't Zenana Vizali Chaser, it was Zenana Vizali Chaser, you're stealing my ability to rent out the land. Maybe he would rent it out for the carnival. Every year the carnival and fairs would rent out the land, and now he can't because of this mansion. So the Gemara says, They didn't charge a lot, but these Carmenians would give a little bit of money for rental of the land. So Amrle Zil Paisli Yasmi. So if Nachman told the older of the mansion, you gotta at least pay that because you're causing them not to be able to, pay, to collect that rent. And he refused. So Agri Nachman Lapand. So he, he collected the, the mansion. But uh, the fact that they're Yasmi is no it's No no no, it's it's just a Maisa Shahoya Kachoya. It's 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 it's, it's irrelevant. I guess it also it does help that because the Yasai maybe Nachman got involved a little bit more as opposed to them, you know. So why wouldn't anybody claim that they're just squatters and like have a society. I don't think I, I don't think that a people like to feel like they're ripping off people. So I, I, I just think that the people want to. If you could afford it, to, you know, I think yeah, you're right. I mean, conceptually, and this is you know, like I said, I don't know how how much it applies. Okay, now this next sugi is very important. This is the trickiest part of the daf. It's not very tricky, but here's what here's what you got to remember. 
The halacha is that Shein is chayiv in private property, it is potter in public property. Now the reason why it's potter in public property, the Gemara understands right now, at least according to, this is not Rashi here, this is Rashi in the Rishonim. I'm going to go with Rashi in the Rishonim's Pshat, because I think it's a little bit easier for me to understand. They understand that the reason why Shane is Potter and Rishasarabim is because it's not just Xerisakasiv. I mean, the Pasuk does say Beer Bistayacher, but it's also, it makes sense. You put fruit where my animals have permission to go. Why am I responsible? That, that's on you. That's not on me. Here's the question, though What's the definition of public property? So think of it, think of it like this. In your mind, picture Main Street. So you have Main Street. The actual main part of the street is definitely public. You have the sidewalk on the side. The Gemara will actually look at that as that might be private. Then there's the part of Main Street where it's like the sides of Main Street where the cars are parked. So the people aren't traveling there, but there's definitely stuff there. So is that public, is that private? That's what we're going to analyze right now. Now the Mishnah said, now uh, the Mishnah said the following Lashon. I'll get it, the Mishnah. The Mishnah said like this. The Mishnah said, uh, I'm sorry, I had it just from yesterday. The Mishnah said, uh, um, when is it Shane? Bishus Harabim. Bishus Anizik. When is Shane Chayev in the private property? Avo Bishus Harabim Potter. But if it's in public property, it's Potter. And when it's Potter, by the way, you don't pay what you damaged, you pay what you benefited from. That we had yesterday, right? You Mishlemis Masha Nenis, not Mishlemis Masha Hizik. Okay. Then the Mishnah said, Imnenis Mishlemis Ketzad. Mishlemis Masha Nenis, Achlam Mitoycher Chava. If you're eating in the middle of Main Street. So you leave fruit in the center of Main Street, Ma Mishusharabim Potter. Okay. That's Mitsider Achava, but the sides of Main Street, meaning the sidewalk part, that says the Mishnah Mishlamis Mashazika. You have to pay what you damage because that's private property. Again, it doesn't necessarily own by you, but that's private enough that Shane would be Chayev. So we have the middle of Main Street and we have the sidewalk. Now here's the question we're going to discuss. The middle of Main Street is Potter. And the sidewalk is Chayev. The question is, what about where the cars are parked? So the animal doesn't walk there, but the animal can like reach its head and chap. The question is, is that public and I'm Potter, or is that private and I'm Chayev? That, the Gemara says, is a machloikis, Rav and Shmuel. Says the Gemara, Amir Rav, Rav says, Ubi machazeres. Rav says that your Chayev if it's machzeres, machzeres means that it's not in the main side of the street, but the animal can reach its head across. So because it's not in the main side of the street, it's not in the main street, it's where the cars are parked, that's chayef, that's chayef. That's considered Rishas for the laws of Shane. Shmuel disagrees. Afilu machzeres, nami potter. He says, no, 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 that's public property. So according to Shmuel, the main center of the street is public, the, the car park area of the street is also, is also public. So the Gemara says, So what part of Main Street is Chayev according to Shmuel? So the Gemara says, The sidewalk part. You have to go off the road. So according to Shmuel, the entire road part is public property and potter. The cars where the, where the wagons go, where the horses go, and the cows go. That's all. That's, and the cars where the cars are, cars are parked, because the animal, even though the animal can reach its head, but that, that's also considered public property. Rav disagrees. It's machalik, it's Rav and Shmuel. But everyone agrees, the sidewalk area where you have to go off the road, although it's technically amenshi, that's, that's private. Okay. The same machalik is by Shabbos too, no? Tzidr So Tzidr is interesting. Tzidr Rishasaram, I actually think, is a little bit more off to the side than this. Tzidr Rishasaram is not even on the, on the street. This is mamish, on the street where the cars are parked. I think this Tzidr Shisharam is a little bit more, because Tzidr Shisharam is a matter of where people are traveling. 
The definition of Shusaram for the laws of Shabbos is, is uh, ease of travel. This is different. It's a good point to make, and that is when it comes to Shusarabim on Shabbos, the definition of Rishusarabim is ease of travel. If people walk there, it's Rishusarabim. If people don't really walk there, it's not Rishusarabim. So, like in Eretz Yisrael, if you think of the Meisharim, we have those little alleyways on the side. It's not easy to walk there. Some, but you could walk there. It's not so See the Rishusarabim. Over here, the definition of Shusarabim or Shusayachid is not ease of travel. It's is it normal for me to leave my stuff here and not expect someone else's animal to eat it? You see, you put something in the middle of Main Street, dude, that's, come on, like that's where animals are. You put mamish something on the sidewalk, animals are not supposed to be there. They're not supposed to eat it. If they eat it, you're chayiv. The question is, this car parked area of Main Street, the animals aren't walking there, but they could reach their head there. So that's the hungry, hungry hippo thing. They could reach their head there. So the question is, is it chayiv, is it potter? It's, it's a machlegis. Fine. So that's the Machalik Zerav and Shmuel, and they're commenting on the Mishnah. Now, some actually don't have them arguing on the Mishnah, some just have them as a standalone Machlokas, and that is Machzeres, what if it's by the area of Main Street where the cars are parked, so the animal can reach its head, but it doesn't walk there. According to Shmuel, that it's Potter, when is it Chayev? The cases where it goes to the sidewalk area, fine. Now, Mosiv Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Mipesach Achonis Mishlamis Mashen Izika. Here's the question on Rav. Think about Rav Shita for a second. According to Rav, according to Rav, if the main street, the center of Main Street is Potter, yeah, but the car part, the car part is Chayiv. So, according to Rav, the only thing that's public property and Potter is the center of the road. The sides are already private property. Here's the shayla. Go to the next line of the mission. The next line of the mission was that if the fruit is from the front of the stand of the stores, it's it's potter because that's public. Let me ask you a question. According to Rob, the only time it's potter is the center of Main Street, not the sides. You think that in the center of Main Street they had stores? They didn't have stores in the center of Main Street. Why would you, how would you ever put a put a think of the shuk? The, the stores were where the cars are parked. So the Mishnah says. That if that if the Mishnah says that if uh, I eat if the animal eats from in front of the store it's potter because it's public the store wasn't in the center of Main Street it was on the side so you see the side is potter it's not like Rav again Rav Shita is that the center of Main Street is potter but where the cars are parked is chayiv but then the next line of the Mishnah says that if the animal eats in front of the shuk in front of the store it's potter you think the store was in the center of Main Street of course not it was on the side. Mashanenis. Right. Only right. Mashanenis, right. not Mashahizik. Right. It's Potter. So it's Potter Mitzad Shein. So think about it. When you go in the Shuk in, in Yerushalayim, right. the, 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 the fruit aren't in the center, they're on the sides. Says the Mishnah, if you eat from in front of the, in front of the, uh, the pop ups, what, I'm, 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 I don't know what good word. The kiosk. If you eat in front of the kiosk, you have Potter. The kiosk were not in the center, they were on the side. So you see where the cars are parked. You see where the cars are parked is Potter. Not like Rav. So the Gemara says, So it's a Mephorish Akash on Rav. So the Gemara answers, here's the case. The case is where that, again, Rav Shita is, the only thing that's potter is dead center where the animal walks. Here's the problem. How are you also potter in front of the kiosk? The kiosk was not in the center. The answer is the kiosk could be in the center. And if you look at Rashi, he has the case. The case is where the kiosk is on the side but the, it's a narrow street that opens up. So actually, you're walking in, the fruit is actually in the center, 
right where it walks because it opens up. You see what I'm saying? Meaning, it's not in the center. Of, it's in the center of Shisharab. You say, well, why would it be in the center? The answer is because it's a narrow, it's a narrow street. They put the, the Gemara says, Artscroll has a picture also. Yeah. It's that the animal's path is dead center. So you say, so if it's dead center, then how is it? The answer is because there's a large Rosh and then it sort of narrows. In the narrow part, it's in front. So when you're walking, it actually hits dead center. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's considered still part of Rosh Hashanah. So therefore, it's not. So we ask a question like, why would the kiosk be ever be in the center? The answer is because if the kiosk is jutting out from the side, and it's a narrow street, then it actually does hit the center. If, if you see the the art scroll, they have a they have a picture. You see what I'm saying? So in in such a situation, that's a rare case where the kiosk is actually going to be in the center. The kiosk is actually going to be in the center. Boom! So the kiosk is in the center. We assume that a person would never put a kiosk in the center of the street. The answer is, well, they wouldn't put it in the center of the big street, but they put it in... It is the center of the street. Okay. Now, okay. Now, here, Ikud Amri, and some have a different version of the Machlekes. Machzeres kuliyam lepligi dechayiv. Everyone agrees that the sides of the street is chayiv. That's private property. Ki pligi. So what's the Machlekes? Bimakta maka mershusay lershus haravim. Here's the case. The case is as follows. A guy's property is leading mamish up to rishus haravim. But he doesn't like that so much. So what he does is he pulls back his property line five feet, builds a wall. Mm-hmm. So now he has five feet from his wall to Rosh Hashanah that's his. Mm-hmm. And he leaves his fruit there. People are allowed to walk there because it's, I mean, he doesn't have a wall up there. That's where people ate from. That's the case. So it's technically, meaning his property line is mamish up to Rosh Hashanah. But he pulled, he didn't want to like it. So he pulled his line, he made a wall five feet before. This is still his property, and he filled it with fruit. And then animals, but people are able to walk there. Yes, they have permission to walk there, because he doesn't mind. So, But it's still technically his, because he didn't, he wasn't mafkar it, but yeah. But practically, people walk there all the time. So it's private, but public. So the machlaikis is, if the animal eats there, are you chayv? The Gemara says, and this is what she means to say. He looks at his potter because he looks at his mamish public domain because people can walk there. Shmuel disagrees. He says, no, that is chayv. Now, so it seems to be a machloikis of whether people are allowed to eat the food there. So the Gemara wants to compare this to the following machloikis. Okay, think of, this is the only thing I was tricking. I've been thinking about this a lot mm-hmm. last night and this morning. So he, here's the deal. The guy, again, pulls his property line back. He still owns it, but it's filled with fruit. And people are walking there because it's, it's off. It's, on, it's really a part. It became a part of Main Street. So it's tremendously easy for... Correct, but it's still technically his. Yeah, so it's like Rosh Rabim or Rosh Hashayachid, kind of the both. So like you're, you're setting up a, a barber Exactly. Oh, oh, oh. So the Gemara actually says... The Gemara feels, Maybe this should be comparable to the following Machlegas. Now here's the deal. It's actually a very good point. You generally do not have a bar, that belongs to you. Because Rishusarabim doesn't belong to you. There's one case where you could, and that is, let's say I have the same thing. Five feet up to Rishusarabim. I pull back my property line. I, big a, I dig a pit. And I mafka the land around the pit, but not the pit itself. So people are walking, 
and they fall in. Am I chayiv or am I not? You're only chayiv a barbish So on the one hand, this is kind of rishus On the other hand, it's not really because it's still my property line. Exactly. So it's a machloikes tanoim. Now we'll deal with this later on. This is a machloikes in daf uh, memtes. So the, gem- so the gemara says, lema bebar b'shusa kimifligi. So that's a machloikis, whether you're chayiv in such a situation. What does that have to do with this? The Gemara looks at it like this. If that area is considered a bar, if, if it's considered, if the, if the fruit, we look at the fruit as sort of like a bar. If the fruit is a bar, then you could eat it without, if, if, some, if a bar would cause you damage, you're allowed to eat it. No one would make me pay for, let's say you put out a spike in the middle of Main Street and I took it. You can't take me to court for taking that spike. So if a bar, if this is considered a bar arabim, that I'm actually chayef for damages, then I'd be allowed to eat the fruit. But if it's considered not a bar, then I would be considered potter, then I would be chayef for the fruit. The Gemara looks at them as sort of a similar way. The same way that bar is a machlaikas, this fruit is sort of like a bar. You're being machshul people. So the Gemara says, "Lema bebar b'shusa kimifligi." Rav d'amar poter kasaver bar b'shusa chayiv. V'shmul d'amar chayiv kasaver bar b'shusa poter. Let me just read Rashi for one second, if you don't mind. Look at Rashi. Um, Lema, Lema. If you look at the, it's the, it's the, I don't know, like ten lines from the the bottom of the thin lines. Ravu Shmuel bechayfer. Yeah, Ravu Shmuel bechayfer bar b'shusai v'hifker rishusai v'lehifker barer kimiflugi. This machlekes is very similar to the machlekes that again you're mafker the area around the bar but not the bar and you dig a bar. So it's a machlekes nechluku pelukta de Ravu Shmuel v'Ravu Kiva de pligabel lekamon perik sharshenagas sabars machlekes tanoim. The Rav sabar Rav holds. Chayiv. Rav holds that in such a bar is Chayiv, umushim hachi, meaning that I would be responsible for anyone that fell into that bar. So that area is my responsibility. Umushim hachi, or if it's a bar, then patura. If it's a bar, no one is going to make me pay for eating my fruit if that fruit is a michshel to people. But, because you put, it's like you said, you put the fruit out there, that's mamish like a bar. And if an animal were to slip on it, you'd be chayiv. So if that fruit's a bar, that I could be responsible if someone slipped on it. No one's going to have to pay me if, if someone eats the fruit. And the Gemara is going to analyze this. There's a big difference yeah. between a bar and a fruit. That's the Gemara going to do in a second. Anytime you have an item in Rishas Aram that if it causes damage, I'd have to pay, someone could take it without me having it. So this machloikas of whether I have to pay for the fruit in this area that's withdrawn, the Gemara looks at that fruit as sort of like a bar b'shusarab. So if you're chayev for a bar, I don't have to pay for the fruit. If I'm potter for the bar, I will have to pay for the fruit because the Gemara is looking at this fruit as like a bar. And the Gemara now says they're not the same at all. For two different reasons. The Gemara says, Amalach Rav, go to the next page. Rav says, really in general, you could look at this bar as being potter. So why is it that in this case I'm not responsible for the fruit? Rob looks at it, I'm, you don't have to pay for the fruit. Does that mean that he looks at it as a bar? It's just, no, it may not be a bar. I still don't have to pay for the fruit. Why? Shani hacha de Omar, lav kol kiminich de mikarvis because the owners of the, of the ox can say to him, it's not fair that you're putting this fruit out so close and you're being machshal our animals. Yeah, meaning buy a bar, you can have a, a shayla of, is it my responsibility to make sure no one falls in? Do they see it? Do they not see it? That's one shayla. Rav is saying, in this case, you're putting fruit in an area that animals have access to. That's on you. 
It's not related to whether it's a bar or not. Could be a bar, could not be a bar. That's still on you. You shouldn't be machshul then by putting fruit in an area that animals go. Shmuel says the opposite tact. Shmuel says the opposite. I actually could say, listen, buy a bar, you could say you're responsible because no one sees the pit. No one looks down. Over here, there's fruit all over the place. You should see the fruit, take the animal around it. So he looks at it as, Rav looks at it as worse than a pit because what do you do? You're putting fruit by an animal. Shmuel says, no, it's better than a pit because a pit you legitimately may not see. You might fall in. But over here it's like, well, you don't see the piles of apples? You see the piles of apples. Go around it. So it's a machlegas of whether this is better or worse. But the point is, it's unrelated to a bar. Now, now the, the, we said right now, we said before that the area by the side of the road where the cars are parked is a machloikis, Rav and Shmuel, if it's Shein in Rosh Hashanah or Shein in Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara says, I think it's a machloikis tanoim. Leima machzeris tanoim. I think it's a machloikis tanoim. How so? Because it says, Detanya, Ochel betecher chava, if you eat from that area of Main Street that by the cars are parked, Mishlemes mashenenes, you only have to pay for what you benefited, not for what you damaged, meaning it's Rosh Hashanah and your potter. That is Mitzidir Rechava, Mishlebis Mashazika, Divir Avmeir Rav Yehuda. So Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda very clearly say that the way the cars are parked is Rosh Hashanah and your Potter. What is Rav Yossi and Rav Lazar Omrim? Ein Dark It's only normal to eat when you're walking. Now, what does that mean? They're clearly arguing, but they're a little cryptic in what their argument is. Are they saying that it's normal to eat there and therefore you're chayiv? Well, what, what are they saying? So the Gemara says, Rav Yossi Hanitanakama. What is Rav Yossi coming to explain? It must be that Rav Yossi is arguing about the first case. The cars are parked, you put the fruit there, the Tanakama feels that that's Rosh Hashanah and your potter, and Rav Yossi says, no, that's Rosh Hashanah and your chayiv. Tanakama That seems to be the machlokas. The Gemara says, low. Again, about any time you have Tanoim that are arguing in such a cryptic fashion, it's, it's a little bit hard to pin down what the machlokas is. So the Gemara says, low. It could be on the side of the roads, everyone agrees chayiv, everyone agrees potter. The Gemara says, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I made a mistake on this one. The, the, the machlekes is whether machzeres. Machzeres means... Um, yeah, yeah, we're reaching over. The area where the animal can reach its over. Yeah, I'm sorry. So it could be machzeres, everyone agrees. Everyone agrees, chayr, everyone agrees, potter. I, I'm not sure exactly what everyone holds. Meaning like this. The Tanakama feels that if you eat on the side of the road where the cars are parked, you're potter. Why? Because it's a shusarab. Rav Yossi disagrees. Why? Because Rav Yossi feels that where the cars are parked is Rishus Ayachid. Maybe not. Maybe Rav Yossi feels where the cars are parked is Rishusarab. Maybe he holds that Shane is Chayv in Rishusarab. Why would he Because he disagrees. He disagrees with the entire Drusha. Yeah. I keep. Don't use cars. Use it as a people with the little vehicles. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. The cars. Yeah, are, oh, I'm sorry. The cars are just the area the of area the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. They would put their put their carts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put their carts. The point is like this. And they should know animals are walking. Exactly. So Rav Yossi feels that that part of Main Street is Chayev. Now I hear Chayev and I say it must be private property. The Gemara says no. He actually holds it public property. So why is it Chayev? Because he holds your Chayev Shane and Rishus Arabim. Who says that your potter is Shusaram? Now, what's the source that your potter is Shusaram? Because the Pasuk says, Beer bestay acher, stay acher, velo Rishusaram. That's not Raviosi Shita. Raviosi Shita is, stay acher, velo stay han mazik. Meaning, there's three different 
situations. There's again, my animal, my, my animal breaks into your property and eats fruit. I'm definitely potter. My animal. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm definitely high. Breaks into your. You're. Okay, then you have you bring fruit into my area, into my cow's animal. Then it's definitely potter. And then there's Rosh Hashanah. No, it's not Rosh Hashanah. I have an ox. You break into my property and bring fruit and feed it to my ox. You think I'm paying you? I'm not paying for you. So the Gemara says, the Pasuk says, you're only chayiv b'rshus hanizik. If you break into your property and the animal breaks into your property and eats, you're chayiv. So we assumed, chayiv then, potter rshus The Gemara says, no, no, no. Maybe you're chayiv in rshus So when are you potter? You're potter if you break into my property with fruit and feed it to my animal. So the Gemara says, no, you don't need a Pasuk for that. I could just say, what are you doing in my backyard? I don't need a Pasuk for that. Rather, the Pasuk must be pottering Rosh Hashanah. Meaning, Rosh Hashanah is 100% universally accepted that you're Pater. So what's the Machlogus Rav Yossi and the Tanakama? So rather, perhaps the Machlogus is what we had yesterday. If you remember yesterday, we had, if, uh, if let's say my animal is in Rosh Hashanah, but it has a sack of feed on its back, and you come and eat from it, we said yesterday that your pot, that your chayiv, why it's Rosh Hashanah, because on the back of the animal is a chatzar. So it's a, that's the machlekes. The machlekes is whether you believe in that nekuda. Everyone agrees with Shasarab. They're not arguing about the, car, part, the, the area of Main Street where people uh, put their food on the side. They're not arguing about that. They're arguing specifically in the situation where a person has, animal has feet on its back and the other animal in Rosh Hashanah. That, that, that's the machlekes. Okay. New topic. Uh, very, very easy, very simple. And that is... Oh, I, so just yeah. Exactly. Correct. Correct. It's machlekes Rav and Shmuel. It's machlekes Rav and Shmuel. The Gemara says like this. The Mishnah says like this. Hakelev v'hagadi shekoftu mereish hagag. Let's say you have a dog or a small goat that jump off the roof, not a high roof. They jump off a couple foot roof and they fall onto vessels and break it. They're obligated to pay. Why? Because that's considered regal. That's normal for an animal to do. Jumping off, animals go to the top and they, they hop off. They, they're not falling, by the way. Falling is right by the wall. They jump. So when they jump, that's very normal and therefore that's regal and you have to pay for that. Now, this last, not the next case we've had before, a dog comes and takes a biscuit off the coals, and now there's a piece of the coals on the biscuit. Right, he put the biscuit down, ate the biscuit, and the coal ignited the, the field. So, on the biscuit, you pay 100% because that's Shane. And on the field, you pay that we saw that we had yesterday. That's because a couple days ago, that's Tsurus. Pashas Tsurus. Okay, we'll get to it. Now, the Gemara just like this the case of the first case, that's what we're going to analyze today. We'll be done in five minutes. The animal, the, the, the dog is on top of the roof, and he jumps off, and he breaks. He breaks the vessels. That's regal. The Gemara says, "Time of the kafsu." The implication is that you only chayv because the animal jumped, and that's very normal to jump. Hanaflu. Now, what if the animal fell? Now, falling is not normal, so that I wouldn't have to pay for that. At least not full. I wouldn't have to pay. That's an onus. I don't have to pay anything. If the animal falls, that's not my responsibility. Time of the kafsu. Hanaflu potter. What do you see though? This is a case. Of what we're going to have throughout. The Babas, and that's called Meaning, 
The end of the story was an onus. It fell, which is an act of God. But why is it up there on the roof? You should make sure it's not on the roof. That's a pshia. So it's tchilosai b'pshia. You let it get on the roof, which is a pshia. But the end of the story is that the damage happened out of your control because the animal fell. Potter. Tchilosai b'pshia. V'saifa b'aynis is potter. So the Gemara says, Tanya Miyachi, we have a Bryce that similarly says, Hakelav Agdisha Kasumere Shagag, Veshavers Hakelam Shalom Nezgashalom, Nafu Paturin, that if it fell, your potter, because it's out of your control. So why? Because Tchilosai b'pshia, V'sova b'aynis is potter. Now let me ask you a question. What if you hold So why does the Bryce say if the animal fell is a potter? It should be chayev. At the end of the day, it started with a pshia. What are you doing letting your animal get on the roof? What's the case? Why am I chayev? Why am I chayev? Uh, if you hold why are you potter in this case? Because so, it ended in onus. Not good enough. I need it to be in onus the whole time for it to be potter. So the animal fell uh, Potter, why? I need a full onus from Mitchilosov The case is The case is where a person put the put the vessels right by the wall. What's the pshia? The pshia is you let the animal go to the roof, knowing full well the animals like to jump. So the cases where the vessels were so close to the wall that even if the animal jumped, it wouldn't be a problem. So it's not, there was no pshia on my part. I'm allowed to let my animal go there. It happens to be really bad luck, the animal fell off the roof. No, no, it fell off the roof and it fell directly onto the vessels. Meaning you spe- so, so it's an onus from the beginning to end. The pshia is allowing the animal to go to the roof knowing he'll jump. No one would know that the animal would, would fall. The Gemara looks at the pshia is the fact that the animal is going to jump. I understand. So even if the animal jumped, it wouldn't be a problem because the the kalim were because it would have missed the kalim. I'm saying the fact that your animal is up on that roof and can jump at any point, and people are. I guess you got to look at it at the time. At the time, there wasn't something there. Correct. So the Gemara says the chikavsi bekfitz leinaf alayu vafil tchil pshia leka. The Gemara has this and with this little uh, little uh, 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 like riddle. Even if the animal fell, you're chayiv according to everybody. Even if you hold chilas b'shiyus avonus as potter, if the animal fell, you're chayiv. Why the animal fell? That's an onus. Why, why would it be chayiv? The answer is mashkechzal because The cases where the wall is rickety, so you know full well he can't jump without part of the wall falling. So it's it's chilasay b'shiya. So the Gemara says, well, why is it a pshia? Because it's a rickety wall. But what makes it a rickety wall? What's the pshia? You shouldn't even let the animal go there because, why? Because when it's, when it's a rickety wall, the wall will fall apart. But what ended up happening was the wall didn't fall apart. The wall didn't fall apart. The animal fell off. So the Gemara says, my knee, what are you concerned about with a rickety wall? What makes a difference between a rickety wall and a non-rickety wall? It's the fact the wall will fall apart. The wall didn't fall apart. The animal fell off. So the Gemara says, So what's the case where it's when the animal fell? The answer is, The cases where the wall is very, very narrow and not wide enough for the animal. Letting it go up is a pshia from the beginning to the end. Because even the fall is on you. Normally an animal falling is an act of God. But not when the, the wall is so narrow that it can't really hold the animal. That's a pshia from beginning to end. And that's when you're chayef. All right, we'll stop here and pick it up in some other position. Good. Tomorrow we'll start.